2: gentlemen live from the west coast it's time for ring talk live world one your inside look into combat sports yeah and now the host of the longest running
3: fight show in radio
2: and internet history
3: let's get him let's get him hard
2: pedro fernandez better grab me quick before my knees give way.
4: Damacy Caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar Sports Byline Studios, live on Twitch.tv. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35, no, make that 37 plus years now of being often imitated but never duplicated. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Welcome to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, you're inside looking the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, we've got it both happening tonight, both boxing and the UFC. Of course, the fight of the year, 2020, not a big year in boxing, but this is the fight. I'm talking about Teofimo Lopez. 15 is it. Kid out of Brooklyn, New York. Of course, originally out of Honduras. 15-0, 15 0, 12 knockouts, taking on Vasil Lomachenko, 14 1, 9 wax. Of course, a guy that makes everybody quit. Can you make Tia Fimo quit? Can you take that O from Tia Fimo? We'll find out tonight. We'll hear from both guys, actually, on Ring Talk Live worldwide today. But that fight will be on at 7 30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 4 30 p.m. Pacific Time on ESPN and ESPN. We have live phone lines all around the planet. 1 800 878 7529. That's 1 800 878 7529. Of course, we also got the. The guilt-free, no-commitment text line, that number, 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. So we'll hear, of course, from Teofimo Lopez and the man himself, Vasil Lomachenko, of course, the World Lightweight Champion, considered the best fighter to come out of the pond in a long, long time. Well, we'll see you tonight. We'll hear from both guys and Socrates Palmer, Boxing's PhD, after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Frampton comes alive!
3: Enjoy! being in debt to the irs is scary the heart-stopping
2: collection letters and living in fear that any day the irs could garnish your paychecks seize your bank accounts or even threaten your home or business if you owe the irs you need to call the team at optima tax relief they're experts in the fresh start initiative a special irs program that could save you thousands if you qualify and nobody knows this program better than optima america's most trusted tax resolution firm optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible so you pay only the minimum to the IRS, not a penny more. Call now before the IRS comes after everything you've worked so hard for. Get protected. Call Optima. Get relief.
0: Call 800-453-4977. 800-453-4977. 800-453-4977.
3: Optima Tax Relief. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Need cash but have bad credit or maxed out cards? Now you can get a personal loan for up to five grand, whatever your credit, with no paperwork. 27cash.com is one of the nation's largest personal loan networks. If you have a checking account and a regular income source, you can get cash in your account as soon as tomorrow. Type this into your smartphone or computer address bar. www.27cash.com That's 27cash.com 27cash.com
1: If your home service business is not at the top of Google Maps, WinningReviews.com is here to help. You need to be careful when working on your Google My Business profile, which is what shows up on Google Maps. One mistake, and you'll be on page two. WinningReviews.com offers a workshop to teach you how to get to the top of Google Maps. Don't let your competition have that top spot. Check out WinningReviews.com and get to the top of Google Maps. Go to WinningReviews.com. That's WinningReviews.com.
4: Coming back with some East Bay Soul. Of course, you can check them out at eastbaysoul.com. Greg Adams, the band leader there, one of the original founding members of the mighty Tower of Power. Guess what? Harold Smith. Harold Smith, born Ross Fields in 1943, passed away in January of 2020. Now, why do I bring this up? Harold Smith a boxing history when he promoted a Saturday afternoon card August 2nd, 1980. ABC's Wide World of Sports televised a card from Cincinnati, Ohio, where the Hawk Aaron Pryor would defeat Antonio Cervantes for the World 140-pound championship. Guess what? The genius of Harold Smith will never, ever be equal. What am I trying to say? He used ABC to promote a pay-per-view card later in the night. In an unprecedented move, Smith, who was college-educated and a master bridge player, had ABC promote the Tommy Hearns-Pepino Cuevas fight on 1980 pay-per-view five hours later and in Detroit, Michigan. So, Smith... Lennon and Pryor <clears throat> and a couple of girls got on a plane, of course, and flew to Detroit for Tommy Hearns and Pepino Cuevas for the WB 147-pound title. Of course, this is where fans came out. It wasn't pay-per-view back then. It was closed-circuit TV. In other words, we'd pack ourselves in the gyms and theaters and things like that to watch the fight on the big screen. Well, you know, Harold had his problems, one of which... <clears throat> He withdrew $21 million from Wells Fargo Bank. Guess what? The $21 million wasn't his. So Wells Fargo's was slightly perturbed. Smith was signing everybody to contracts, like Larry Holmes giving him $2 million. Larry couldn't take it because he was signed with Don King. So the FBI would later say that the money came from Wells Fargo Bank. As I said, a reported $21 million was illegally withdrawn and Harold Smith, aka Ross Fields, would end up doing some time. He was a Svengali of epic proportions. And that's not a knock on the man. It was just that Harold could convince anybody of anything. I'm not kidding you. Like I said, Harold will be missed by some, but not by others. He marched with Martin Luther King and Bernie Sanders. I kid you not. In a photo live on the Internet, and check it out on my Facebook page, Harold was carrying the flag behind Martin Luther King, marching behind Martin Luther King along with Senator Bernie Sanders, also in the same picture. The other photo on the Facebook page is of Larry Holmes, the former world heavyweight champion, myself, and Harold Smith, a.k.a. Ross Fields, in Biloxi, Mississippi, circa 2001. The family kept it a secret for 10 months. One thing you will learn with men of unbridled in an effective confidence. You never know which way the wind is blowing. The mysterious and again incredibly intelligent man born Ross Fields on April 22nd, 1943, he was clearly a man of intrigue. So we take it from the West Coast to the East Coast and bring in, of course, the Bronx Bomber. I'm talking about Socrates Palmer, box's only PhD. What's up, sockets? Fight day. Oh, yeah.
5: How's it going, Pedro?
4: It's going just fine, man. It's going. It's going fine for me. I told you I just talked about Harold Smith and... You know, I've got a lot of negative things I can say about Harold, but a lot of positives as well, and, you know, I made some money with him. He burned me out of some money, but, you know, he made me uh, – he, he's the one that gave me the shots with Ali. So if I hadn't had the shots with Ali, I think my life would be a little bit different.
5: No, I, I was – you know, when I was uh, standing on deck waiting for my turn, I it was a, it was a history lesson. I, I really enjoyed that information on Mr. Smith. I I heard of his name in passing, but I really, you know, never – knew much about him, so I I appreciate uh, those jewels that you dropped on this.
4: The gangster of gangsters, I kid you not. I mean, one time he threw a fixed fight in uh, in Macau, and what I mean by a fixed fight is... They had a, a Chinese gung fu guy. Gung fu guy! Big Bruce Lee guy, but guy he had a little gut on him. Anyway, they put me in charge of his training. wasn't, wasn't too funny. They put me in charge of this guy's training. So anyway, I'm supposed to take him to dinner and breakfast and lunch. Not supposed to eat all three times, but anyway, bottom line, I'm supposed to take care of his food. I'm supposed to make sure he goes to the gym. His name was Joe something. Anyway, American name. So we, so I get him to the gym for one day and I get him to breakfast the next morning and he, and he puts 42 slices of, of bacon on his plate. 42 slices of... Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm not going to let this happen, so I want to grab the plate from him. Anyway, there's like a big fight with his black belt and Kung Fu and the whole nine yards. So they put him in a fight, and he's supposed to be like the king of all China, like the Bruce Lee, the Michael Jordan, the Muhammad Ali, you name it. You put them all together, and it's this guy Joe. So anyway, Joe can't fight a lick. He couldn't lick a stamp if you wet his tongue. So they put him in this fight with a retired wrestler who had lost 150 pounds. This guy had breasts down to his his knees because he had never had the <laughs> surgery. He just had he was like a 450 pound fat man who lost all his weight and he didn't have the surgery, so he had breasts down to his knees. He had to wear a shirt. So anyway, he takes the most obvious wrestling bounce bump in the entire world from a punch this guy Joe threw, and the punch didn't land. And he lays on the canvas and he doesn't move. Okay. <laughs> And a riot breaks out. And a riot, no, no, and a riot breaks out, okay? And the Chinese, and the riot breaks out. So I'm in charge. I'm doing the TV. And I've got these ring card girls. I'm taking care of the girls. Anyway, because a couple of them from the United States, a couple of models from the U.S. want to make sure they don't get hurt. So anyway, I'm trying to figure things out. So I grabbed the microphone because I've been able to quell riots in the past as a ring announcer. It didn't work this way, this time, because I didn't speak Chinese, neither Mandarin or Cantonese. So anyway, bottom line is they started throwing stuff. We had to get out of there. The cops grabbed Harold Smith a couple hours later and they held him, uh, for a few hours course over the fixed fight he would end up escaping uh we would all end up escaping the fight wasn't the fight card wasn't concluded i remember going to hong kong the next day and typical harold smith guess what we we're doing in hong kong sock
5: i'm afraid to ask go ahead counting stacks doing? of cash ah
4: big <laughs> stacks of cash i mean that's where Harold was he leave me in a room he'd leave me in a room with like three hundred twenty five thousand dollars he told me to count it wow like in 20 sometimes i remember one time when i remember one time i counted money for 12 hours 12 hours straight 12 hours straight to count money of course i do i have my little cannabis breaks in between there but for the most part i was counting money okay and it got a little crazy but that's you know that's when you work with a hustler you hustle right that's that's the best <laughs> yeah. thing I that's the when in rome do as the Romans do. i didn't break any laws um do I think I did everything that it was like uh, really – no, no, I didn't think I ever did everything right. Because here's what's up. This is what I learned. Life is life is not fair, and neither is business. And you've either got to go out there and prevail in business, or you're going to get your tail handed to you. And when I had to deal with these Chinese counterparts regarding pay-per-view and this and this, I told you they sent me into that room sock. They said, Harold Smith sent me in the room. He said, if you come out with less than four cents, if you come out with less than four cents a home, I'm going to kick your ba ba ba." No, he was, he was, he didn't mean, mean it, but that's what he said. Don't come out with less than four cents. Okay. The Chinese beat me down.
5: Guess what they beat me down to sock. What they beat you down to
4: a penny. They beat wow. me down to a penny. And you know what the Chinese man told me? Cause it was going to be, the penny was in, was end up being like, I think $1.8 million a penny okay so i remember the chinese guy said to me he said he goes mr fernandez he goes do not let a little money stand in the way of big money there's no way you can ever make 1.8 million dollars ever again and he he had it so i took the one point i took the penny and i went out there and have you just even seen a look on harold's face when i told him we only got a penny he was like he harold harold was an african-american but harold looked awfully irish at that point in time very pale <laughs> he couldn't believe it. He goes, he goes, "I said, no, man. It was either one. This is what they told me. They said you either take the cent, or you or we're or we're leaving." In bottom line, was they told me I got to come out of the room with a deal, some kind of deal. I mean, they're coming like right. So that's what I came out with a penny. I wasn't all proud of that deal, but it did make one. It did make them one point eight million bucks and put a, put a few duckins in my pocket as well. Never,
5: never st- Never let a little bit of money. St- Stand in the way of making big money, Mr. Fern- Mr. Let me
4: say Yeah, I think so, <laughs> Mr. Fernandez. Let me say it again, ne- let say, Never let little money stand in the way of big money. You understand? And I had to think about that. Then he's right, you know. So because here's up. I mean, if we don't get any money. I'm not, I'm, I'm screwed. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they sent me in there to do this deal. If I don't get any money, we're like done. I mean, so I've got to come out of there with something and that's all they were offering. So you got to take what you can. Anyway, bottom line is this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We're supposed to be talking boxing, of course, here at here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. We're going to take an early break here on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. And we'll come back with TL Fimo Lopez, of course, and, of course, Vasiliy Lomachenko. And, of course, we'll continue with Socrates Palmer Boxing's true PhD. Open phone lines around the planet. You want to talk about the big fight? You can, one 800 878 Janine that's one 800 878 75 of course, this is the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio Sirius, XM Satellite Radio Channel 211, and like a thousand other internet platforms. The executive producer, the one, the only, the grump, Scott Cuddy. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
1: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Um, thank y'all for tuning in.
7: All the fans around the world, we love y'all.
4: You are tuning in to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it, you knew that. You're inside looking to the world of boxing. The Mixed star, 37 years now of knocking out all bums. I'm on the line with my PhD. Of course, boxing's only PhD. Talk about Socrates Palmer come to us from, of course, the Bronx. Now, the kid from Brooklyn, New York. Of course, originally his people are from Honduras. But Teofimo Lopez, 15 is zip now, 12 KOs, of course, Taking on the world lightweight champion Knight. the Vasil What he ran like as an amateur, I think he lost like one fight and he avenged that loss reportedly. Bottom line is, he's a monster at 135 pounds. But he's shown some flaws in that fight against Jorge Linaris, of course, when he went down once. Of course, one quick right hand, and people say the kid's flaw. Bottom line is, the Lomachenko and Teofimo Lopez, well, it almost didn't
6: happen.
3: Cases continue to rise. Hundreds are now dying.
6: New York already feeling it with more than 1,500 now dead
5: across the state. When the New York area got really hard hit, you made a decision where you'd have to go to train.
7: Where? Why? I've been having asthma since I was six years old. I almost died three times because of it. I was either 10 or 11 years old and I caught an asthma attack. Really bad, really severe, to the point where I had to go to an ICU for that whole week and they told my parents my oxygen level was too low. They said if I didn't bring it up that I was gonna pass away. You do rush out of Brooklyn, where do you go? We decided to head over to Arkansas, Jonesboro, Arkansas. My wife's family, they lived there during that time and they still are living there. We thought it was just gonna be like maybe a month, you know? You leave basically a modern day plague
5: in Brooklyn, you go to Arkansas, what happens there?
7: Um, A tornado came at us, man. Oh my gosh,
6: what are we even doing?
7: Severe storms across
6: the central U.S. producing this destructive tornado. Jonesboro, Arkansas taking a
2: direct hit.
7: Oh, geez. It was crazy. You could see it just coming straight to us. The whole house shook. We hid in this one area that everybody could be in. We put like a little mattress over us and just try to hold for dear life. How scared were you? I wasn't really scared. I was more in in fear for my wife, your people. You know, you're trying to protect those that you love. This is up the block. Literally. Literally. Look at that. How do you like that? King of Fimo Lopez. It's hard to say that he's not ready. When he puts on a performance
4: like that, I say bring on Vasily Lomachenko. The history of boxing is the big guy beats up the little guy. The young guy beats up the old guy.
7: Does it upset you that you're the underdog here? Hell no, I love it. I love when I'm the underdog. I love it. I'm an underground king, and I haven't been crowned. Do you feel that he's judged you? Yeah, of course. He, you, you hear it. He's always saying, who am I? Who is this young cat? A lot of people talking about, Te to a female, a female. what a female? Like, I've been in the game for a long time, and I know this, and I know that, and you don't have the IQ that I do, and... I'm a god, whatever it is, and I'm just some probably some peasant to him. Look at this offensive attack by Lomachenko! Where is he strong? What does he do best? It's not about what he does best, it's what he doesn't do best. He don't know how to fight backwards. It's all an illusion with Lomachenko. People don't realize that. Everything everybody always talks about is the footwork and all that stuff, man. It's nice, don't get me wrong. Do what you gotta do. That's part of it, you know, but he's trying too hard but you guys already fall for for the illusion. What kind of fight do you expect? How technical, how much of a war? I'm ready for everything. I'm ready for the technical part. I'm ready for the footwork part. I'm ready for the war part. This fight is not going the distance. I don't see it passing six. It ain't going to end pretty, that's what I say, for him. (laughs) Tio Fimo
4: Lopez, fifteen is it, twelve KOs, of course, the current IBF title holder. Take it on the world champion of Lomachenko, 14 and 1, of course, 7.30 P.M. Eastern Time tonight, live on ESPN and ESPN Plus. And I keep telling you, if you don't have ESPN Plus, and you know I never hawk for networks unless they're giving me money. No, I'm just kidding. But I never hawk for networks. This is the thing I need think you need to buy. You need to get the ESPN Plus app. You watch all of their fights, you go into their archives. They've got MMA, they've got boxing, the whole whole nine yards. Bottom line is for like five ninety nine for the people that bought it earlier, nine ninety nine for current customers, it's a good deal. I'm talking about ESPN+. Plus Now, Teofimo Lopez, Vasil Lomacheco, it's all on the line tonight. Tell me, boxing's only PhD, Socrates Palmer, how does this fight go?
5: Well, uh, I, I posted earlier in the week that this is kind of like Christmas for, for boxing fans. And uh, I'm just hoping that we don't get coal in our stocking. And the way... It, just looking at the tail of the tape and, and the hype leading into this fight, I can't see it not living up to the hype. Um, you have, in one side, the guy that's probably in the top two or three best fighters of the last 50 years in this other Lumenchenko And then you have a guy who, personality-wise, seems like the total opposite. The guy that's a throwback, uh, brash machismo, almost, I don't, I don't want to Sounds sacrilegious, but almost reminds you of Roberto Duran in his prime, that disdain for his opponent, um, just bravado beyond his years. He's 23 years old and he, he's just won his world title. He could have easily made some money fighting, you know, the, the mandatories, the, the easy bottom half of the top 10, and probably rocked with his belt for about a year or two without this fight ever taking place and catching Lomachenko when he's, 34, you know, or something like that, when he's a little bit even more vulnerable. But no, he's going straight for the gusto, and it's very commendable. Win, lose, a draw, you know. Uh, top rank uh, and split team management. Must have a lot of faith in this guy to put him in such an early, uh, so early in his career against the best in the world, in my opinion. So the way I see this fight playing out, Tefumo Lopez has to the aggressor. People think it's, to sound cliche, it's like the classic uh, Bull and Matador. He's got to take a page out of Orlando Salido's playbook, rough him up, foul him a little bit, show him that he is the bigger man, bang him wherever you can, you know, and try to get Lomachenko to maybe get angry, lose his cool, try to get in a slugfest, because I believe this fight is personal. You know, there's been a lot of trash talking. And Lomachenko is the type of guy that I think he, he needs that competition to raise his game up even higher. And at the end of the day, what can Lopez do that Lomachenko hasn't seen? You know, um, But I think Lopez has to come out, get his respect early. And I think after the sixth, seventh round, we're going to find out if Lopez is the real deal. Because I believe early on, the nerves, he, he he may shoot his load early. You know, kind of like uh, Fernando Vargas did against Oscar. That fight was too personal. And then he didn't have anything left in the gas tank and got stopped. So I think Teo has to fight an aggressive but smart style. I picked Lopez at the beginning of the year when this fight was first rumored to happen. And I'm not going to uh, be a weather vane. I'm going to stick with Lopez. Late stoppage.
4: You know, when you fight great fighters, when I fought guys who were better than me, I had to get an advantage of something. I used to step on guys' feet a lot. I used to hit them in the arms, clip them in the elbows. Yeah. I would throw a forearm if I could. I mean, I would just do things that were eh, not kosher, but they really weren't cheating per se. Because I had to do it to offset the talent disadvantage I was yeah. at. Okay? And I think that, 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 that Teofimo Lopez has got a bit of uh, a disadvantage as far as is his height and his size and this and that. I think that the Lomachenko is a long rangey guy, and the fact that he he bangs people and he busts them up and he makes them quit. Now I'm not trying to say he can make Lopez quit, but he has a
5: track record of that. He does, but I think I think it's might be more mental. He frustrates guys, and Lomachenko is as 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 brilliant of a boxer as he is. He's a guy that likes to fight. He mixes it up. He throws both hands. He's got great footwork. Um, but remember, Lomachenko's a guy that's come, that started his career at junior featherweight. You know, technically, is he quote unquote a real lightweight? You know, um, although he's beaten bigger fighters, uh, throughout his career, obviously. Um, Pedraza was a big lightweight and he handled him pretty well. Linares, who's a natural lightweight, handled him pretty well. But he's shown, he's has shown vulnerability lately, you know, and, in boxing, the, the, it just takes one shot. Now, is Lopez going to catch Lomachenko, the way he caught Comey, in an exchange? And No, it was not a lucky punch. It was just that his shot got there faster than Comey's. I was there ringside. It was a beautiful right hand. I don't see that type of knockout. I think if he does stop, Lomachenko is going to be grinding him down. You know. Now, the one thing I didn't like from what I've seen in the videos, a lot of weight lifting. And sometimes those muscles get heavy. You know, so I hope that's not a detriment to him down the road. Um, it's a lot of wear and tear to the joints, so you don't really need big muscles in boxing, you know that Pedro. Um, it's it's a great fight. I mean you can analyze this until the cows come home. Um, like I guess I'm sticking with Lopez, but he has to keep his emotions under wraps. You know, um, have, have they announced who's the referee? Because that's going to be a big thing,
4: also. Uh, I will look um, at it. I will look it up as we talk. I hope
5: it's not Kenny Bayless. You probably Kenny Bayless.
4: It probably oh. is, it probably is going to be Kenny Bayless because it's going to be in Las hope Vegas, not. of course. You know, I, I knew Kenny Bayless and his brothers. His brother was named I uh, had like had some weird name, but he lived up here in in Emeryville, California. And I always used to see him at at uh, Yoshi's. They had they had free tickets to Yoshi's. I would see him up here, so we'd come up here and do all the big shows. But the bottom line is people don't like him as people do not like him as a um a referee a lot of people don't like him you
5: know know. he's a nice guy i've met him you know but i think i think he's i think he's just past his prime you know i mean he's you know he's had his a run i mean very few refs have that arthur McCanny like run you know what i mean um i would say probably the, the i would like to see uh um this gentleman um Oh, boy, I, I'm lost for words. He does yeah. MMA also as a judge, a light-skinned, yeah. stocky guy with yeah. the mustache in Vegas.
4: Well, the bottom line is, at the end of the night, I think we'll, uh, uh, yeah. we'll be entertained. The bottom line yes. is, this will be an entertaining fight. The, the the intrigue is there. I think people will be watching. ESPN, ESPN+, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Bottom line is, Mr. Socrates Palmer, I thank you for your time. Say hello to your family. Tell your agent. The check is in the mail. Oh, and I, oh, 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 Go ahead.
5: Uh, real quick, I, I, I almost forgot. Rest in peace, Ricardo Jimenez.
2: Oh, that's
4: right. Oh man, one of the—I mean,
5: anyone that ever worked with him or, or just—he was a joy. You know, I was really saddened. I and I hope that um, his family is able to recover. But running, up on, a, running up on guy. a
4: hard break, running up on a hard break. We thank him. We miss him. Boxing's number one publicist. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Just
5: thinking,
1: Sports bettors, this is Hall of Famer Warren Sapp here to tell you about my favorite sports book, BetUS.com. Football, basketball, and baseball are all back, and that means it's time to get down your bets. Just like me, BetUS is the Hall of Famer of online betting with more than 25 years in the biz. Join now. Get up to 150% in bonuses on your first deposit. I play at BetUS, and so should you. Call today at 1-800-69-BETUS. That's 1-800-MY-BETUS. Tell them Sapp sent you.
0: Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now, 1-800-200-5818. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt free faster than you ever thought possible. Without debt consolidation or bankruptcy, we depend on your success and offer a guarantee so there's no risk. For free information, call now 1-800-200-5818. That's 1-800-200-5818. 1-800-200-5818.
3: At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement.
1: that's 800-403-5912.
2: Bring talk with Pedro Fernandez. 146 for Chancellor Jones. Hold fire
0: there, everybody. We're waiting on some more fighters to arrive. 146 for Brian Ortega. Those
4: are the weights, of course, for tonight's USC card live on ESPN Plus. We'll talk about Brian Ortega, the Mexican-American lad, of course, from LA. Beautiful kid. I mean, if ever there was a kid that was made to be a model, it was him, not be a fighter, but he decided to be a fighter. And of course, he had that fight with Max Holloway it was almost two years ago now of course almost two years come to uh, December uh, the bottom line is he got lit up like a White House Christmas tree he was abused he was abused to the point where I don't think he'll ever recover and of course tonight he's taking on the Korean zombie the Korean zombie comes, comes in at 16 and 5 he's been knocked out three times lost two decisions of course and the once beaten, Brian Ortega lost that one fight to the aforementioned Max Holloway, of course, 18-1. and one. Of course, one draw, one no contest. At the end of the day, Brian Ortega is a 2-1 to one underdog here. And, of course, two years ago, he was considered the heir apparent to greatness. I mean, when I looked at him, I said to myself, this is a kid. <coughs> That's got it all. He's got the looks. He can speak both languages. He's articulate. He's smart. He's almost college educated. I mean, this kid's going to be the guy that's going to take mixed martial arts to the next level and expose it to the masses, much like Ronda Rousey did with the women, exposing women to mixed martial arts. Well, it didn't happen that way, and it didn't happen that way because of the fact that the UFC is all into these death matches. When I say death matches, I mean fights it. That, that when guys are beat, they just let them go. And once a guy gets beat, there's no sense in letting the guy get beat on. This is not the Flintstones where we're beating people with bats. It's not a cartoon either. It's real life. And the residual effects from combat sports are not pretty. I kid you not. I see guys all the time from boxing. And boxing... Of course, it, pair, it, it pales in comparison to the football injuries I see regarding concussions. In football, I see a lot of guys that I went to high school with, and I wonder why they're a little off. I remember interviewing Mark Gasno from the New York Jets when he was a professional boxer. He wanted to fight George Foreman. I remember interviewing him at the point we were in Reno, Nevada. I had to step on his foot to get his attention. I had to step on his foot. He, he, uh, hey, more with Mark Gasno, former member of the sack exchange, and he's looking at the camera. I had to step on the food suit to get. Anyway, what I'm trying to tell you is concussions aren't pretty. One, two concussions, sometimes three concussions, you know, they add up. Some people don't like to report concussions because if you tell the boss or you tell your trainer or you tell your management team, guess what? I think I've got a concussion, right? They'll pull you out of training. They're supposed to pull you out for like, Three months, sometimes six months. So nobody wants to do the, the the financial risk of having to pull a fight in the middle of training camp, especially these guys in the UFC, because of the fact that they pay for their own training camps. Their training camps aren't paid for. In other words, they have to come out the pocket in order to get the money from the UFC, of course. And then they get $40,000, maybe. Maybe they get 40000 bucks. Think about that. Brendan Schaub, buddy of mine, of course, former uh, UFC fighter and now a stand-up comedian, but he was getting forty grand to fight. Forty grand a fight, not a big thing, right? Just forty grand a fight. But he make a hundred thousand dollars on his uniform. In other words, the advertisement on his uniform. Then he's have like La Taqueria or something like that, or, or Freddie's bail bonds on the back of his yeah, on his trunks or something like that. And that was worth almost hundred grand to him. And then the UFC stepped in and said, No, 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 no. We don't like you guys getting any money. We're gonna make you wear Reebok. And Reebok's and to give us maybe a couple of thousand dollars. So Brendan Schaub was told he's going to go from making like almost a hundred thousand dollars or sixty thousand dollars in endorsements to making four thousand bucks. He didn't want to do it. He retired. Brian Ortega thrown in over his head uh, as far as the the uh, Max Ortega Max Holloway fight is concerned. No, it was an even fight going in. I thought they were both on about the same level. Of course, Max a bit of a veteran, but Max has got that experience. Brian was had the youth, and of course, he's got all these different skills. So I thought it was going to be a great fight, and it was. Until the fight went the other way. And once the fight goes the other way, the fight's over with. That's why I used to sit there when I worked those silver gloves and the golden gloves and worked those little amateur fights with my guys. People say to me, why do you always have a towel? I always had the towel to throw it in in case something happened. Because sometimes referees don't see anything or they, they missed a punch or something like that. And your kid's eyes are crossed or something like that. You don't want him taking another punch. You don't want them getting hurt. Okay? So you have to jump in and throw in the towel. In the world of mixed martial arts, the UFC especially, you're a coward. You're a coward if you throw in the towel. Have you ever seen a towel thrown in in the UFC? No, I don't think you have. I haven't. I can't remember. it. Of course, in boxing, it happens rarely, rarely, but it does happen, and it should happen. If a guy's getting lit up like the White House Christmas tree, in other words, he, if he's a victim of domestic violence, he's getting stomped on, you've got to stop the fight. you got to stop the fight. They didn't stop the fight with Brian Ortega. And, of course, now tonight, Ortega, a 2-1 to underdog against the Korean Zombie. The Korean Zombie, a bit of a powerful dude, of course, you know. He he brings power to the dance. He's a striker. He knocks people out, and that's really cool. Brian Ortega's got a lot of skills. The Brazilian jiu jitsu. He works on the ground well. He's a stand up fighter as well. But at the end of the day, I'm still thinking that Ortega is damaged goods, and that's why the oddsmakers have him a two to one underdog. They think the same thing. They look at Brian Ortega. Just look at hey, you think I'm kidding? Look at a picture of Brian Ortega two and a half years ago, and look at a picture of Brian Ortega today. Two different guys like the, like a metamorphosis of sorts i mean from a caterpillar to a butterfly the metamorphosis was brought on by the residual effects of that beating by max holloway you cannot beat on a guy like he's a bongo drum you can't do it he's a human being they didn't step in to stop that fight and i'll keep saying it they ruined this kid's life life and career and they did it on purpose I'm telling you, they did it on purpose because Dana White could have stopped that fight. He could have went in between rounds and told the corner, stop the fight. He could have went to the doctor and said, stop the fight. He didn't want to stop the fight. He wants people to die in the ring almost essentially. I don't mean die like dead die, but in other words, they get the snot beat out of them to the extent where they can never be a great fighter. See, the great, great fighters are the only ones that make any money in the UFC. Guys like, of course, uh, John Jones gets five million bucks a fight. Okay? The rest of the guys are getting 40 grand. I mean, think about this. What's his, um, Jorge Masvidal sold out Madison Square Garden, eighteen thousand people sold it out. Eight million dollar gate. That was just on the live gate, right? Live gate, eight million dollar gate. And then of course he does the pay per view, and I think they did like one hundred seventy five thousand homes, and they made some money there. So all in all, we'll say they made twenty million bucks. All right, guess how much do you think the main event guy got for winning? Talk about pimps and hoes. Man, if a girl girl worked the streets in the old days when I was a cop and the pimp was giving her 8 to 12 cents on the dollar, she'd walk from them. That's just the way it is. But guys can't walk from the USC because they're the big game in town. And, of course, that's the way they keep it. The USC is bigger than the fighter. The only fighter he's been able to prevail as far as the UFC is concerned has been John Jones, and that's only to, a, uh, to an extent because of the fact he's so good. Anyway, the Korean zombie, Brian Ortega, doesn't look good for Brian, but I wish him the very best. A women's flyweight bout, 125 pounds, going to take place uh, a women's flyweight bout between Katlyn Tukian. Taking on Jessica Andrade. Andrade can fight. She's a girl that's strong. She throws people on the ground. She's a monstrous. She, like, picks people up and just throws them down. What? Not the kind of chick you want to be married to. Okay? No, 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 no. Anyway, or even have... Piss her off. Piss Jessica Andrade off. Guess what? You may end up on your ass. I don't care how big you are. Anyway, some of the other fights on the card. Jimmy Crute's on the card. Modesto Buchanan. Uh, those guys are going to go at light heavyweight. A welterweight card. Uh, about Claudio Silva taking on James Krause. Outside of that, the rest of the card sort of looks... Ho-hum. This is on ESPN Plus, of course, tonight, at the same time, essentially, as, the you know, I'm talking about Teofimo Lopez and Vasilma Macheco. So they're going to have dueling things on ESPN and ESPN Plus. Which is sorta of cool, but not sorta of cool. If you got ESPNs plus if you got the computers plus it's great because you get to two you get to two uh web browsers going at the same time, those we got like the MMA on one screen and, and of course you got boxing on the other. But it takes away from your attention span. You can't really devote all your attention to one broadcast if you're one jumping back and forth. Much like the presidential debate or that the town hall the other night with the president and Joe Biden in different places. I mean, on the same on this at the same time on different channels, that was tough on the political uh uh appetite if you were hungry for politics at night you had to jump back and forth or DVR one or something like that and if you're hard up to watch MMA or boxing tonight you've got to do this as far as ESPN is concerned so the Korean zombie Brian Ortega I wish Brian the best of luck but it looks like Brian Ortega's career is over next up Khabib of course October 24th coming to you from Dubai as well yee what can I say about this guy other than He's a monster. When he was 13 years old, he was beating up lions and, and bears and that guy. He was wrestling bears on YouTube. Look it up. I'm not kidding you. Look it up. He's beating up bears on YouTube. Anyway, Khabib. We just call him Khabib. The last name, we'll just leave it alone. Khabib, of course, the world lightweight champion, 155-pound title holder. going to take, put on his title uh, on the line against the interim champion, Justin Gaeth. Of course, is going to go down at 155 pounds. Both guys made the weight yesterday, which is bad news for Justin Gaeth. Why? Because Justin will weigh in at 155, will probably step into the cage about 165. And guess what? Khabib will walk in about 190. I mean, maybe not 190, but 180. I mean, listen, when you, when you face a weight disadvantage, especially in MMA, it's like this. Imagine somebody laying on top of you, and they're 20 pounds heavier than you. then wait, mm, 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 mm. who's going to get tired? You're pushing off this big guy. Guess what? Size matters in two things. I've told you that, and I've said that many, many times. Size matters in two things. They are pornography. In combat sports, okay? And in combat sports, the bigger guy is going to be Khabib. At the weigh-in, he's going to be bigger. At the fight, he's going to be bigger. How Justin Gaeth is going to offset the strength of Khabib. Because I watched Khabib last night. Watched some of his tapes, how he took Conor McGregor apart, put him on the ground, wrapped his legs up, and just beat the snot out of him on the ground. I just can't see it going any different with Justin Gaith. In fact, that's what Khabib does. He gets people on the ground, and he beats them up. We'll hear from Khabib next week here on Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the Saturday show. Robert Whitaker. Former middleweight title holders to take on Jared Cannoner. If Cannoner wins, he's going to get a title shot. I'm told with Israel Adesana. Alexander Volkov is on the card taking on my favorite name, Walt Harris. Walt Harris was a legendary TV announcer here in the Bay Area. Of course, he did Channel Two Roller Derby for like 25 years, and he did professional wrestling locally. But Walt Harris, he was on this show. He was like 95 years old. I had him on the show a couple of years ago before he died. Anyway, this guy's Walt Harris. He's black. The other guy was white, and he's not 95 years old. Anyway, Alexander Volkov is going to be across the cage from. Walt Harris in a heavyweight bout. Who do I like in that fight? I don't know. It's a toss-up. Flip a coin on that one. Outside of the rest of the card, Stefan Strube's on the card taking on a Salon by the name of Ty Tuvesa. I'm looking at the rest of the card. Outside of that, not a whole lot there, man. Like I tell you, the USC is not, as far as quality is concerned, maybe they're hurting they are hurting as far as quantity is concerned they're not hurting as far as quantity is concerned because they're able to come back with fight cards almost every week sometimes twice a week i mean look at the ufc schedule the 18th of october 24th of october halloween night they're going with Uriah Hall in the main event November seventh, the following week, November 14th, November 21st, the 28th. I'm telling you, they're going with cars every week on ESPN or ESPN Plus and or pay-per-view. The bottom line is the USC is moving in the right direction as far as getting their fighters' fights are concerned. Of course, they never pay their fighters. That's a story for another day. And I keep saying, I keep going back there. You got to pay the talent you got to pay the talent. I mean, if you got girls working for you, as I said before, you got girls working for you, you can't pay them eight cents on the dollar. Why can you pay fighters eight cents on the dollar? The bottom line is you can and it's just not fair. Now, we switch gears from boxing to, mix, to uh, from mixed martial arts. We go back to boxing because somebody shot me something over here on the Twitch TV page. Of course, Sports Byline USA is the live channel. We do twitch.tv, uh, a live audio, video and audio broadcast. And he sent me something about Michael Dukes. Let me tell you about Michael Dukes. Hell of an amateur, no doubt about that. He was the best amateur in the world at one point in time, I thought. Didn't win an Olympic gold medal, but he was a fantastic amateur. Of course, turned professional, had that fight, was signed up with Don King, had that fight with uh, Mike Weaver for the WBA heavyweight title. Of course, the referee was Joey Curtis. Joey Curtis stopped the fight like about 15 or 20 seconds in the fight. Why did he stop it? He just stopped it. I mean, it was a stone-cold fix. If ever there was a fix, that was it. That was it. Joey Curtis never worked again. He never worked. He stiffed me for some money, too. That's a story for another day. But the bottom line is, Joey Curtis never worked again as a, re- as a referee or a judge because they realized that was fixed. Afterwards, he was seen taking pictures with Michael Dokes. Anyway, so we fast forward a couple of years. I think it was about 1989, 1990. We're in doing TV at the LA Forum, and I've got a girl with me, and she's, you know, attractive lady. No doubt about that. So anyway, she's in, we're staying at the hotel across here from the LA Forum because, as I said, we're doing television at the Forum. And we're in this hotel. I can't remember what the whole name of the hotel was. Anyway, it was right across the street from the forum. And I was downstairs at a production meeting, and she was going to go have some breakfast. And guess who was in the elevator with her? Michael Dokes. Michael Dokes, and he made a move on her. And this guy's like a six-three, maybe two hundred fifty sloppy pounds, not in fighting shape like he used to be. But he made a move on her, and he moved across the elevator, and he was standing like you know an inch from her face, and he was like he almost ready to kiss her and this kind of stuff. And thank God the elevator opened because if it didn't, he was going to make a move on her. Of course, this is a guy that was that went to jail for rape. He went to jail for rape. I mean, he was a piece of work. When we he and I used to work out around each other at Johnny Taco's gym in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we work out down there, I would look at this guy and say to myself, he's all flash. Michael Dukes is all... That's all he was. He was a smallish heavyweight body-wise, body frame-wise, and of course they had to get him the title via a fix. And of course, I think he lost that title to Jerry Cossia, but at the end of the day, what a piece of work. And Joey Curtis, he had that construction company there in Vegas. I signed him up as a sponsor, not knowing that he was in a stiff me, and he stimmed me for like mm, 2500 bucks. Joey, I hope you don't rest in peace. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
2: travelers do you want to save money on your next flight then pick up the phone and call that's right call because the best prices are not online they're with smart fares see smart fares has special deals with the airlines when they have unsold seats they use smart fares to fill them so you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices our prices are too low to publish online with the extra money you'll save you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping
1: Again, that's eight hundred five one six twenty four ninety nine. Paid for by Final Expense Direct.
2: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. That is just a
5: fact of life. Well, you had to talk to my lawyer on that one. The
2: darkest of night with the moon
0: shining bright. There's a set going strong, a lot of things going on. The man of the hour has an air of great power. The
6: dudes have ended him for so long. The
4: dudes have envied him for so long. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it, you're inside look in the world of boxing, MMA. Of course, tonight, the big fight. Lopez and Bill Solomon. And Ron Wong, one of my original listeners, of course, out of South City. Man, Ron Wong and I go back to the 80s. Check us out. The show's been on the air 37 years. Ron's been with me most of those 37 years. I kid you not. So, Ron Ron wants to know who wins a fight. I think that Vasolomonchenko wins a fight, but I made a $5 bet with Hector Martinez and I took Lopez, so I'm gonna to have to go with Lopez. I will not, uh, go the other side and go the other way. I think I might be wrong, but the bottom line is at the end of the night, it should be a good fight. The UFC? Ooh, Lord. Brian Ortega. As I said, I love them both as a personality, as a human being, and as a fighter. But that one beating he took at the hands of Max Holloway is one of those beatings that you can't come back from. If he does, I'll be pleasantly surprised. But I think he's going to get lit up by the Korean zombie. Now, you can watch that fight on ESPN tonight, ESPN Plus. Both cars on ESPN, ESPN Plus. You have to have the app. So you can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on your computer. You watch it on your TV. Anywhere you want to watch it, the app is like nine ninety nine a month. So ESPN Plus is the way to go. I think it's the best app going. Of course, I've also got the Zone. But they've been burning me and charging me twenty bucks a month for nothing. At the end of the day is ESPN plus is probably the best app going. You are tuning to Ring Talk, Live Worldwide, often imitated but never duplicated tomorrow, the Sunday edition, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. We'll hear from the Godfather Larry Merchant, retired HBO Godfather Larry Merchant will be in the house. I'm trying to get Don King on the line. You heard a couple of quips from Don King during the show. He's not picking up the phone of late. I want to know what he thinks about his ex-nemesis, Harold Smith, passing away. Lots of things to talk about on the Sunday edition of Ring Talk, Live Worldwide, Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, and a plethora of other internet platforms ring talk live worldwide is a production of sports line, the executive producer the one the only the comparable scott cuddy this is ring talk